Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So it's also a record book thing that this is the only podcast ever to have a black man list more than three Grateful Dead <laughs> albums. Like in a row. That's I've definitely never heard that before. Wouldn't have expected it. But. That was impressive, man. Actually, you started like you know, like just rattling it off, and I was like, all right, cool, man. No, I, Respect. I, 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 I love it, man. I love I love the Dead. I love Jerry Garcia. I even love that. What's the Touch of Grey? The uh, late album that they put out is really really good. They're they're, they're a great band. Welcome to Tea Time with T-Kid. I'm T-Kid. This week on the show, my guest is Wilbert L. Cooper, senior editor at Vice and my co-host on Vice Does America, a new show on Viceland that follows an RV road trip that we took across America along with our friend Martina. We saw a lot of wild places and hung with some crazy, awesome Americans. And indeed, we passed through Colorado where we dabbed and blazed a ton. And Will and I are going to talk about that today. And my buddy Pinsky is going to stop by with some nice concentrates and we'll pull some dabs. We're going to use a beautiful Sunday cup rig from the homies at Smoke Cartel. Thanks for that, guys. It'll be fun. And you can see Vice Does America Wednesdays at 10 p.m. on Viceland. And next week's episode is going to be all about weed in Colorado. Now let's get into our interview, starting off with a little discussion about Wilbert's long and strange career at Vice. So, Wilbert, you are a host at Vice, a producer at Vice, a senior editor at Vice. You pretty much own fucking Vice, right? <laughs> when it comes down to it. You've kind of been holding it down for the black voice at Vice for several years. How does that feel? I mean, it's it's weird, man. Like, you know, I came to Vice to do weird offbeat stuff. You know, I, I loved punk rock and uh, Vice used to have black lips on their record label. And that was kind of how I discovered them in college. And... Uh, you know, I just I wanted to be at Vice because it was a unique place where I could do whatever I want to do and sort of have a, a voice and not necessarily focus on race and color. So when I first started doing stuff for Vice, a lot of it was like sex stuff. Like I think one of the first stories I did was on uh, circumcision, like circumcision activists. And like I did a weird story about people sitting on people's faces, like a lot of like old school, weird Vice stuff. But, um, you know, kind of what happens when you when you live in America is that, you know, even if you're not focused on race or thinking about race, if you're a person of color, you have to deal with those issues at some point. And uh, what really started to make me start writing about race and kind of looking at stuff from that perspective was the Trayvon Martin case. Um, That shooting uh, really got me to kind of come out and say, okay, I'm going to start 
inserting my voice and talking about politics in a real way and, and start using my reporting for less sex stuff and more political stuff. And then, of course, after Trayvon Martin happened, you know, it was like so many of these cases started to pop off. I mean, they've been happening before, but they never got the kind of attention that they got um, when Trayvon Martin happened. And so we saw Eric Garner, Freddie Gray, you know, all these different stories. And I think that's when my my writing really shifted. And I think you could see my writing and my stuff for Vice kind of go in the same trajectory as like Black Lives Matter movement or whatever. Like I'm following that sort of activization and like uh, interest in politics and stuff um, as I think a lot of other young people were following it who graduated around the time we did from school. So it just, it really it was a natural thing. And I, I came to Vice to do weird shit and I ended up doing more race related stuff, but I'm, I'm happy about it. it it's cool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's an interesting thing, what you're saying about almost in an inadvertent way being forced into covering your own heritage. Like, I feel that way as a Muslim journalist or just as an artist, like as a musician, I never wanted to make stuff that was, you know, um, based on my heritage or based on my being Pakistani or Muslim. But over time, as I grew older, I realized that it's actually one of the only advantages I have is to take advantage of the fact that, you know, I'm a minority or that, you know, I'm in like a very discriminated minority Mm -hmm. and it started to shape my work, you know? Do you think that if you weren't black, like you would, what would you be covering right now? If I wasn't black, I mean, I hope I would be covering some of the same stuff because it needs to be covered. But then again, I think that the problem with a lot of the media is we got a lot, like one of the reasons why we have to tell these stories is because if we don't tell them, then white people will tell them, you know? Tell so it's them like, wrong. yeah, like if you don't tell the story of, of Muslims in America and their experience, like white people will tell them and they won't tell them the right way, you know? And, and as a young black man, I could see myself in Trayvon Martin. I could see myself in him. And so when he was shot, I was like, I, it didn't make sense for, for Rocco or Harry to cover it because they weren't Trayvon. I was Trayvon, you know? So I had to I had to write about that stuff. All right, so to shift gears for just a sec because of the nature of this show, let's talk about drugs. Let's talk about getting <laughs> fucked up, all right? And, you know, you've had an interesting experience with that. So, you know, I've been on camera smoking weed since the beginning of my on-camera career. That's, like, kind of my thing. I've gotten very, very stoned on camera before, but I've never gotten too stoned. I've never gotten to a point where I feel like it's affecting my behavior in a way I can't control. And you had a really (laughs) well-known instance, you know, that's documented on the Internet where you hung out with, who was it? It was I was with Gucci and Waka, and I drank a bottle of Hennessy and blacked out and ended up in the hospital. You got your own shit? We got a new strand. We got a new strand. Gas. What's, what's your new strand like? Like, how's it, how's it, how's it get you? You want to taste it? Hell yeah. No, but you tell me. That shit costs $100 pool. Come on, Kevin. $200, bro. $200. I got to pay you? $200. Oh, I'm broke, man. you I don't know what I said. It's funny because I, the first time I ever was ever on camera for Vice was... Uh, with Snoop Dogg, and I smoked weed with Snoop Dogg, and I remember smoking weed with him and being very uh, adamant about not, like, hitting hitting the blunt too hard, you know what I'm saying, and being cool, and he complimented me on it. He was like, wow, he's like, this is one of the first times I smoked with uh, hosts, and they didn't, like, take it too far because they knew that they couldn't hit it, and I felt really good about that. But later on down the line, by the time I had smoked and kicked it with Gucci, I had been interviewing so many rappers and hanging with rappers that I think I felt like I could hang. You know what I'm saying? I felt like I could run with them. Like, I was a lot more cocky 
And I mean, that's what that's what got me got me messed up. So we had an experience together in Denver, Colorado, and you seem to kind of rediscover a love for pot on that trip. Do you feel like you found new meaning in it? Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, I you know, I think when I was smoking in my younger days, um, I was a, for a different purpose. You know, I think when you're young, you just want to you kind of just want to get fucked up. You just want to like, you know, just I don't know. It's it's a mixture of trying to experiment as much as you can and just change the state of your mind, but not not for any purpose. You know what I'm saying? But I think when I was smoking on uh, the the journey across the country that we had, I was smoking to relax, to particularly open my mind to, to specific things, to think about stuff. It was a very like intellectual oriented smoking. You know what I mean? And I would smoke with you a lot of times before we go to bed at night and I would sit up and write thoughts and, and kind of think about the trip. And I think it it definitely opened my mind to be able to articulate a lot of what was going on and see shit in a different way because we were seeing things, so many things that we were seeing, I, we were seeing them for the first time ever. So it was cool to be able to have that like third eye open to see it from a, a unique perspective. So, you might notice that sitting in front of me, I have this really elaborate looking dabber. Can you describe what this thing is? Man, what is this thing? It's like a inverted cone. Uh, it's got like a weird spirally thing going on around it and it's very um it's glass it's very 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 fancy glass very now, very pristine looking i indeed. can kind of see see through it yeah it's weird shapes and well, <laughs> what do you suppose we do with one of these things i think we uh use it to smoke smoke of the pot yes we do <laughs> and specifically we use it to do dabs right oh this is for dabs this okay this is for dabs and oh, you've wow. done some dabs yeah. I, I did some dabs with you yeah yeah in every episode of tea time I have a second guest stop by. Will, this is my good friend, Pinsky. Hey. Pinsky, this is Will Cooper, and this is Mark. So you saw the trailer for Vice Does America, right? You recognize this guy from that? So yeah, so we had an adventure across the country together. And actually on that trip, Will, in Denver, Will did his first dab. Oh, nice. Ever. It, it was intense, man. It was definitely uh, probably the highest probably the highest I've ever been before and just you know it hit me really hard but at once I was able to catch up to it and kind of catch the vibe it, it was cool it was comfortable so who administered the the dab who it was it was your boy Kayvon yeah Kayvon Khalid Bar you know him I I, I, I you know and Denver Relief oh yeah yeah of course of course so very often when people take their first dabs or they have their first dab experience you know especially if you're heating it up with uh with gas with a blowtorch you know, my first dabs, I was like, oh, my God, I'm like as high as I've been in high school. This right. is the greatest thing. And, and the reason is because the temperature that you consume the oil at has a lot to do with uh, the effect and the impact that it has on you. Um, so basically uh, what we try to do is we try to do low temperature dabs, okay, because low temperature is going to, you know, it's just think about it. It's oil, right? So if you're cooking and you take oil and you put it into a frying pan, you're not going to have that pan so hot that when you put the oil in, it's going to, you know, it'll, it'll right. burn, it'll vaporize, it'll disappear. We have a, a term, right? It's low temps, high terps, right? So the terps are the terpenes, and those are the compounds, the, the components of, of the cannabis oil that maintain uh, the flavor and fragrance 
And uh, all the, when you smell really good weed, those are terpenes, right? Same way that when you smell an orange and it smells like an orange or a pine tree, right? Terpenes exist in, in all sorts of flora. So, um, Shall I, we dance? Yeah, then? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> this is crazy. So I opened up one of the jars that you brought with you, and in it is one of my absolute favorite strains, ChemDog91. Can you tell Wilbur a little bit about that? Wilbur, how does it smell to you first It smells of good. Perfect example of the, yeah. of the relationship <laughs> between music and cannabis, mm-hmm. all right? So the dead would go on tour, and what would happen is a lot of the ways that uh, genetics used to spread across the country right, was through people who would, like, start out on dead tour in California and bring a pound of weed on tour and sell it in the lot. And back then, you know, there were uh, bag seeds, basically. So guys would buy weed and they would have seeds in it and they would plant those seeds and then, boom, you have a tree that was originated in Cali that's now being grown in Massachusetts. So the story of the chem dog is uh, actually just celebrated, literally, its 25th anniversary on June 6th and 7th. Of, uh, of of this year, uh, June 6th and 7th, 1991, 25 years ago, which is why the chem is, uh, this one is called the Chem 91, right? It's because it uh, came from 1991, happened at Deer Creek Amphitheater, Grateful Dead shows. Uh, so the, at those Deer Creek shows, there was uh, some guys in Colorado that sold some weed to a guy from Massachusetts. And he had uh, it was it was a $500 ounce. It was the best. Uh, it was the best weed that this kid from Massachusetts had ever seen. Um, and they kept in touch. And after summer tour, he sent a thousand bucks out to Colorado and got two ounces of weed sent out back to Massachusetts. It was in those two ounces that the legendary chem dog seeds uh, came from. Then I revealed something to Pinsky that I never had before, and I was kind of worried it might cause some tension. Uh, shortly after they exchanged cuts, now in both places you had Cam Dog and 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 uh, Super Skunk in Massachusetts, which is now re- you refer to it as the Mass Super Skunk. You know, so, see the thing I don't get, and this is a subjective thing, right? But I love weed and I love psychedelics, and you know I have a lot of hippie buddies, and I don't know how I can be have such a kinship with these people and hate. Fish so much. Oh, man. <laughs> it's just so, it's just so much. Like, I, you know, it's like I just can't, I can't stand the music, right? And that's like I grew up listening to grunge music and then rap music right. and electronic music. It was like the three things in my life, right? And Pinsky has been on the road with every jam band in the world. I worked for Fish, dude. You better, you better watch your language yeah. right now, bro. Well, no, I'm just, <laughs> you know, I'm just keeping probably, it real. Those are my yeah. boys, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, but like I'm sure they're nice guys. But, you know, like, musically, I just, I, I can't get with it because it has this, like, you know, like, I mean, and if you were, to, if you had to describe, first of all, we should get really stoned. Yeah, for yeah, we're, we're, we're doing it. We're doing but it. Like, I'm going to start to. But if, 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 you, if you could describe why Fish's music is good or why it goes good with being stoned, like, to someone who's never heard him before or someone like me who just doesn't like Fish, what would you say? I think the difference is, you know, these, the, the whole uh, reason that the word jam bands exist is because these bands jam, you know, they're, they're, they're no two nights are the same. You go see a Fish show and, and it's never going to be the same. The set lists are always going to be different. You know, a song you may have heard on the album that's four minutes could be like 30 minutes. I mean, even their studio albums are really, really good. Like Working Man's Dead is good. American Beauty is good. 1972 Europe live album is really good. Like Grateful Dead is is good. They're good and they have good lyrics and good good musicianship. Fish is interesting. I appreciate their <laughs> talent as musicians, but 
<laughs> it's not, it's not, they're not the dead. So it's also a record book thing that this is the only podcast ever to have a black man list more than three Grateful Dead <laughs> albums, like in a row. That's, I've definitely never heard that before. Wouldn't have expected it. But. That was impressive, man. Actually, you started like, you know, like just rattling it off. And I was like, all right, cool, man. No, I, Respect. I, 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 I love it, man. I love, I love the dead. Back to more dabs and one of my favorite strains, Sour Diesel. Uh, the next one that you have is uh, is AJ's Sour Diesel, and we refer to it as AJ's only because AJ's one of the guys that was able to maintain the genetics over a long period of time and was one of the original growers. I think one of the things interesting from being outside of it is I get a little confused with the different the different names. And, the, you know, like I remember, what was it we were talking about? The Gorilla Glue? Gorilla Glue, you know, gorilla so glue all number four. Yeah, because yeah. different people make them. I was wondering, like, from someone who's inside industry, like, how how will how will that how do you think that'll transition as as this becomes more streamlined? All these different names, and do you think customers and people will be as familiar and know what a chem dog is and know what a gorilla glue is? And are, are those connected to specific companies, or do you get a gorilla glue from anyone? Well, it depends who's got the cut, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, you know, the cool thing about weed is that you can, you know, if you find a mother plant, you could take a cutting, you put a root hormone on it, you could plant it, and it's actually this that exact, you know, clone of that cut. So, you know, the the authenticity is sometimes questioned, right? People think they have sour, for example, but like, mm, well, where'd you get it from? Who'd you get it from? So, really, being able to trace it back to the guys that you know were there back in the beginning. And really being able to trace back the lineage is is important because there, you know, with with many different popular varieties of cannabis, uh, often imitated, rarely duplicated. So it's like a chem dog or a, a gorilla glue or a sour diesel. Are those names pretty much like a whiskey or a bourbon? Just like any production of any product, it's not just having the ingredients; it's how you. Uh, how you grow it, what your lighting environmental, you know, someone can have the AJ cut and be growing it in shitty conditions or be growing it with the different nutrients, you know, so having the recipe is important. Yeah, totally. And with bourbon, for example, that's like a specific region or like Kentucky can only produce bourbon, right? So it's like, and actually I kind of wish you saw that more with cannabis because I really think that climate affects those strains. Like, you know, I, I had weed in Thailand that it was outdoor weed. It wasn't, like, masterfully grown or anything, but it fit with the weather and the climate and the feeling. It just, like, it came from that ground and, you know, went in me, and I felt like part of that place. And I think that, that you know, gets back to that same, like, locally grown thing, but I think it really does change the high. To your point, um, those are really well-sought-after varieties, what we refer to as land-race strains. Here, I'm passing you this dab. It should ah, be Ah, thanks. So what am I dabbing here, Vince? Uh, you're dabbing Docs OG, so give it a second. Yeah, and you want to just lift that cap, lift and drop, lift and drop, like kind of like a carb? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, to you. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty good. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Whoa, dabs <coughs> from Pinsky are always fucking dynamite. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you get your concentrate, and I don't want to know. <laughs> All I know is that <laughs> it has this, like, incredible mentholy flavor to it mm. because the concentrates he gets, the, <coughs> the terpenes. I have a couple of different uh, extracts. So when you extract the plant, this is a, a whole plant extract. It mm-hmm. contains the cannabinoids, the terpenes, the... 
uh, the flavonoids, uh, you know, some plant fats and waxes, right? Uh, but like this guy here, this is just pure cannabis terpenes. So these days, we're able to take the oil and, and further refine it. Let's get this kid more stoned. Yeah. He already looks a little bit stoned. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's that's a really that, that's a familiar look, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude. That's a big one. You're done. Exhale quickly. Yeah, that's good. There it is. Good yeah. shit. Uh, New York's medical program just launched actually in uh, in January of this year, and um, he's a patient. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a patient <laughs> oh, wow. in the in the New York uh, medical program, one of <laughs> only a few thousand. Um, I helped to pass the bill actually in 2014, and uh, about a month and a half ago, I was featured on Daily Vice, uh, getting uh, trying to get the legislation expanded to allow. Uh, severe chronic pain is a qualifying condition here in New York. Then Pinsky showed us how we can constantly smell weed with every breath. <laughs> so check Actually, this one out. This is this is one of the one of the coolest things I have right now. That is uh, the same Maui Wowie that I showed you before, but that's just the terpenes. You can see the color of it. It's like clear. What does that smell like? Well, it's super fragrant. It? Oh man, it's intense. It's like menthol. -y. Yeah. Heavy scent, heavy odor. And I'll, I'll be able to wear it as like cologne. Okay, so yeah. Th yeah. thank you very much. So I'm in the process of developing Cannabis Fragrance Company yeah, yeah. right now. You know, if you ever get that piece of weed that's like smells so great and you're like, oh, I wish I could just glue that under my nose and just smell it all day long. Well, you can take these terps and you can actually put them right in your, you see how I am like putting mm -hmm. them right, right under my... Yeah, you just put a little bit right there, yeah. and it smells nice. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could just smell it. Yeah, okay. then you could just smell it. It's kind of like aromatherapy. That about does it for this episode of Tea Time. Thanks so much for listening. Tune in to watch Vice Does America Wednesdays at 10 on Viceland. See you next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.